Well, hi there, it's Kirk, Dr. Triplett here. Call me Kirk. Anyway, Pastor's Positive Mental Health. And so we're going to continue part two of Faithful and Fractured, again, by Dr. Ray Jean Preshel Bell and Jason Biasi. Again, um, this is a, a tool for you that I want you to share with others. Again, helping uh, us help the churches flourish, right? Because the reality is, is that especially through COVID and whatnot, the pastoral office and church worker office, church leader office has been under scrutiny and we have not been able to give answers and people have left the church. And so there's just a lot of things that we need to understand and, uh, that is going on. And so we want to help, right? And so hopefully we're creating awareness and we're able to give some great tools and tips, but the biggest aware thing to do is understand um, this is not a normal profession. This is something that, that takes uh, every moment of every day uh, because pastors and church leaders lead with their heart. Church workers that go into to the ministry don't do it because of the great pay. They do it because of the sacred call and the desire for people to know Christ. And so let's pick it up in chapter six here, not that you knew what chapter we're in, but the, the title of the chapter is interesting to me. It's Feeling Alive. And this is one of those things that we find from personal satisfaction. There's an optimism to life because of the actions of church members. And so we see that it's important for us to understand what does that mean, clinically that is, to feel alive. So people who have a positive mood, which is a short-term kind of happiness, plus deeper feelings of meaning and belonging, which is a long-term kind of happiness, have good outcomes, actually really good outcomes. They do better at work and miss less work. They have fewer chronic diseases, medical visits, and prescription medications. And in studies that follow up with them in the future, they are less likely to become depressed. And that's something that I think that, that not only as a pastor, but this is something we desire for everyone in our church, especially when you're connected to the larger body of Christ um, because of the work of Christ. You are part of a bigger church. And so we understand here that, that there is something about connection and belonging. And, and not that, that being a Christian and being part of a flourishing body will rid you of all of your medical ails, but it'll help you have the attitude to fight them. It'll help your pastor go, I can show up to work every day with vitality and encouragement because I know that what I am doing is producing outcomes that is benefiting people not only for this life, but for eternity. Um, so what are some positive emotions? I think that's important for us to understand. Well, there's hope, gratitude, interest, awe, and love. That's just a few. And these positive emotions also trigger actions. Joy triggers the urge to play or become involved. Awe triggers the urge to absorb and accommodate. And amusement triggers the urge to share and laugh. 
all things that are important to our lives as Christians. And so we just need to understand that we're looking for these ways. And hope for us as a believer is not just, oh, I hope I get to go to to see a movie or I hope I get to go on vacation. Hope is the sure expectation that our eternity is secured in Christ. And so our hope is different and so than the world and what they they offer. So positive emotions result in good outcomes. And so let's look at some of what those might include. Thinking more flexibly, socializing with people you don't know, cooperating, helping, and enhancing relationships, feeling playful, having greater interest in engaging in physical activities, generating more solutions and more creative solutions to a stated problem, literally seeking more on a computer on a computer screen and seeing the forest and not just to so to speak when looking at shapes and clusters on the screen so we're when we're looking at uh statistics and and things we're seeing the deeper meaning of things persisting longer at a task setting higher goals for oneself experiencing increases in willpower over temptations that's important right and negotiating an optimal agreement and finally being more creative we want church workers and pastors to be more creative we want them to have the willpower to to through the holy spirit of course to to overcome temptations now again this is something that the holy spirit does in our lives but if we're depressed if we're down if we're feeling negative we succumb to temptations a lot easier than if we have a healthy outlook on life and we persist and we want pastors that are creative and task oriented to get things done so simple statement from the book here enhanced doses of positive emotions improve your life Now again, in the pastoral context, we desire, again, we get our strength from the Lord and our calling from the Lord, but he uses the people in the church, the Holy Spirit uses them to build us up in our positive mental health. And then the enemy uses them to tear us down. Right, And so we want to make sure that the, the positive emotion is full for our pastors and church workers. And so we're looking for that joy aspect. Are they going through something? Are you checking on them? Um, are, are you noticing if they're feeling down? Or, or do you know them well enough to even know if you would know a difference? These are things that's important for us to know. And so we need to understand that positive emotions don't just make us feel good, but they're also good for us. Now remember, um, from previous uh, podcasts and whatnot, I've shared that the positive mental health attributes combat negative mental health attributes, and both are present in people at all times. And it used to be that we didn't think that those things could coincide. Either you had positive mental health or you had negative mental health. No, you have both. And I think all of us would say there's some days where I feel great for a while and then I feel negative. There's some mornings I feel bummed in the morning and then I feel positive. And so these are things that we need to understand. And so we also find out that emotional EQ and empathy plays in. When you have more positive um, emotion, you're more sympathetic and empathetic to others. And pastors need that. I'm one of those, I think I've been vulnerable and shared, that I struggle with empathy. So I pray for that. And I'm more, uh, more likely to exercise the energy that it takes to be empathetic if I have a positive outlook 
and I'm good and I have a good uh, look on life. And so again, we want people who are long-suffering with one another, that we can look at the, the, the description of love in the Bible, patient, kind, long-suffering, look at the fruit of the Spirit, gentleness, peace, all these things. And again, these outside influences can be used by the Holy Spirit to strengthen those things. And so we look at what's called psychological functioning and social functioning. It kind of leads us to that, right? Can a, a pastor, a church worker psychologically function in a space that is safe and that brings forth critical thinking, positive outcomes, creative thinking, strength and, and care for others? And then there's social functioning. Can the pastor actually engage in social activity with others? I've been around pastors who hide in their office, come out, they preach, and they hide back in their office afterwards, and nobody in the congregation knows them very well. In fact, I had one pastor one time from the pulpit um, say, you know what, I'm called to be a pastor, but I don't like people. And I'm like, wow, you know, there's a prayer request. I don't like people. That's a tough business to be in if you're called to be a pastor. And what we find is that pastors actually are more effective when they can socially hang out and be with their with their uh, congregations. And so we really want to understand that positive mental health gives them the ability to want to be part of the congregation, to have psychological strength and resolve, and also have social acumen so they can actually hang out with people. They can actually engage in meaningful conversations, dare I say, friendly conversations and friendship relationships. And so we also find that high positive mental health essentially makes a person more resilient because they have more creative thinking and are more likely to reach out to others. And so this is especially to those who are diverse. And so we look at, at positive mental health pro-social attitude. Am I willing to hang out and, and reach out to those who are different than me? Am I willing to um, have be optimistic about the future under personal satisfaction? Interpersonal relationship skills. Am I willing to, to reach out to others and actually know other people. So this is important as we look at positive mental health. And it's just valuable for us to understand that this is important for pastors. Pastors are in a fishbowl, so to speak, or a glass house, whatever analogy you want to use. And we have the tendency to judge for ourselves what everyone else is thinking about us when we're out and about. Uh, when, you know, So uh, um, often I will wear uh, a polo shirt and shorts during the summer, and it looks like I just got off the co golf course. Hopefully I did. Um, but it's like, okay, is that a good representation when I'm in the office and I don't have any appointments or I'm not doing any pastoral functions? Like I'm dressed like this today because I'm going to go serve communion to a shut-in um, after I'm done with this. And so for the pastoral function, this makes sense for me to put my, my clergy shirt on and to wear my collar in a minute um, and to have slacks on. What? And so, but I'm, But I'm worried about that. Does my dress dictate the efficacy of what God does? No. But at the same time, I don't want anything to hinder us. And so pastors think about this all the time. And, and, and in my context, am I, am I appropriate for my context? How can I really let my hair down? Easy for guys like me, but how can I really let my hair down and, and be... Um, you know, effective. And so one thing we need to understand is, and this, and this book points out, and I think it's common sense, but I think I also, it is worth mention, mentioning because you rarely see a depressed pastor 
leading a vibrant church, right? One of the markers I look for on every Sunday morning or when different groups gather together is, what's the joy level? Is there joy that is happening? Because that's most important to me, that joy not only in one another and relationship, but joy in the Lord because he has saved us, forgiven us of our sins, and brought us into this beautiful relationship as the family of God. So uh, this book found that pastors with flourishing mental health, which is another word for positive mental health, were more likely to have strong relationships than pastors with low mental health right? It's one of those things. Do I have a strong relationship? Do I have, uh, as me being a pastor, and I've, I was a you know an assistant pastor and then a, a, a pastor at a church that I planted and whatnot, and, and so do I, I was in New Mexico, I was in Northern California, do I still have connections with those people that I served? And the reality is I do. Um, and so is it as close as I would like them to be? Well, it's hard through distance, but we're able to build those relationships that last beyond just the moments. Um, the, also, their survey in this data suggests that 23% of pastors sometimes get the social and emotional support they need, while 6% rarely or never get it. And that's something that's important, emotional support. Um, and I've said this before, but again, it's something that's worth mentioning always, is that typically pastoral relationships with other people is unilateral or one way. And what I mean by that is, is uh, that, that people typically, hey, I have a question for you, Pastor. I have a problem that I need your answer. Hey, what do you think about this? Um, what should we do here? Very rarely is it where the pastor just gets to hang out and just talk about life with people. Um, and so, again, that's emotionally draining because it's unilateral. People always want something. And I liken it to this. Years ago, when I was at a larger church and we had lots of concerts coming in, I was the music director. One of the things I tried to do was when we bring artists in who were very popular at the time in, in Christian worship music is I would try to shield them from people and just let them be. Because the reality is, uh, if you're in that position, a profile position, now I'm not saying that pastors are rock stars, but my point is, is the relationship is similar because it's all based upon that person wanting something. I want an autograph, I want a selfie, I want a picture with you. And so I think it's important for us to understand that that becomes very unilateral and it's not real relationship. Relationship has an element of reciprocity in it, right? It's shared. And so we just need to understand that pastors struggle with that because uh, deep emotional relationships are crucial to physical health and joyful living later in life. And so we need to understand something, is that we want joyful living, we want successful pastors, we want successful congregations, we want successful church leaders, we want people who are flourishing in their mental health because they have been given the tools to have positive mental health and people are supporting their positive mental health and the church is healthy and flourishing. And so we need to understand that that's really important. The personal care, again, that pastors exhibit and church workers um, includes things like physical activity. I'm one that I like to go golfing, but it's hard for me when I go out at 7.30 in the morning and I know I'm not going to be in the office till 9.15 or 9.30 to go, this is valuable for me to walk and take this time for my mental health, for my physical health. And so when the winter comes, it's like, how do I, how do I, purposefully go, I'm going to go to the gym and I need to take that time for myself because it's a benefit 
for the body of Christ and for the kingdom of God. And so I kind of call it steward care. God's been giving us this ability, that's given us this body and this life to steward. Um, and so how can I steward what God has given me so that I can run the race in a manner worthy of the calling to which he has called me and to set my eyes on Jesus and to run and lay aside those things that so easily entangle me. Laziness, slothfulness, and, and poor eating habits and lack of exercise actually can be one of those things that can hinder the work of the ministry, uh, spiritual practices, uh, in my devotional life. Am I always reading the Bible for somebody else? Or am I studying the Bible as I do for other people, but also receiving it myself? Relational activities, am I taking time for social activities? Or is everything an activity that has to do with the church? And so we have to really understand that recreational activities are important too. Golfing, I must like golfing. But some guys like to fish, some people like to camp, some people go play cards, whatever, you figure that out. But it's important that church workers and pastors get supported in those things. Um, and so it's important for us to, to know that, that um, it may not always be the content of the work itself, but rather the expectations of the process for how the pastors and parishioners will do it, how they will adjust to these practices. If the parishioners expect the, pa the pastor, um, expect that the pastor will do the work alone, that will be draining indeed. And so that's something I've talked about before, is that we cannot do the work alone. And I would also say this, we cannot socialize alone, nor can we have self-care or, or steward care alone. It needs to be encouraged by other pastors, by church workers, and by parishioners. And so I just want to encourage you all um, that pastors, a good book, by the way, uh, this was a very brief overview of this book. It's very good, not only for pastors and church workers, but I think it's valuable for, um, again, for uh, for church members to go, okay, this is the study that goes behind what's going on with my pastors. And um, again, I, I have a book, uh, of course, right? Affirmed, it's called Affirmed, Building the Positive Mental Health of Your Pastors, a simple practical guide uh, that's easy to read, that gives you actionable steps. And so I encourage you to check that out. Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, uh, ChristianBook.com, Books A Million, all your major retail outlet or outlets online for sure. Um, reach out to me if you have any questions, uh, direct messages. Please share this podcast. Subscribe to, to never miss any content. And also encourage your friends and pastors and other people to subscribe as well. So together, let's help churches flourish.